0: Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic
1: and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Goonies 2, Part 2 for the NES.
0: Well, folks, welcome back to our coverage of Goonies 2. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode where we really went over so much of what makes this game tick. All of the, you know, items, weapons, and things you find around the maps. But this week, we're going to get into those maps themselves. A few of our other fun topics. Yeah. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. Let's chat generally. And I would like to start by reiterating what you mentioned earlier. And the fact that this game really feels like it was ahead of its
1: time. Uh, yeah definitely um it shows a lot of the traits of many of my favorite games on the system way before you know before i got to it you uh-huh. know this game was out when i first got my nes but i you know i'd never played it and or i rarely did and then and i i got too caught up in those those adventure scenes unfortunately because it, you know it does so many awesome things
0: yeah the fact that it's
1: non-linear. It yeah. has
0: no bosses.
1: N- yeah, there's no bosses, which, I mean, I always like some bosses and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, it's pretty, you know, I got to respect the cojones where they're just, you know, like, nah, screw it. No,
0: because the bosses, the, the challenge is solving the puzzle, figuring out where things are.
1: Yeah, it's a tr- it truly puts exploration. That's the true gameplay.
0: Yes. Now, there are the Fratellis in the game, and they are really unique form of boss it it reminds me of uh, Friday the
1: 13th yeah sure where they roam you know they're just in certain scenes and you can knock them down but they'll just get back you know with what two hits
0: yeah now they're not found in the caves Very often.
1: yeah there's yeah there's certain areas where you know where to look for them kind of
0: in the areas where they do exist you know they are like an omnipresent threat. And as a child, they used to really stress me out.
1: Yeah, they they remind me of in Etrian Odyssey, you have the FOEs, when you're walking around mm-hmm. on a map, and they're an enemy. that Every every step you take, they take a step. You can see them on the map, and they're following you. They're like mini-bosses. Right. So, But
0: these ones are much easier to take care of. And as an adult, they're not that stressful because it takes two hits. They're knocked out for a short while, and you can pass through them when they're knocked out as right, well. Right, right, yeah. And then if you go into a door or go down a ladder into a new area... It resets them.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So they're not hard to game, but it is cool. I love that persistent enemy, you know, it's hunting you through the game kind of idea.
1: Yeah. It's. I mean, it, it adds tension to certain areas and it's thematically appropriate here. So it's pretty cool definitely and with the enemies too this game has a strange kind of the enemies don't like spawn at the edge of a screen or something correct you get, it's a different type of which you would see maybe in zelda or something you know even though that was overhead where you get a little cloud and then the enemy respawns there and attacks
0: you and certain enemies will always keep respawning not right away but after a certain period of time yeah. after they've been killed which does make farming really nice in certain places you know I, yeah i wish if there's one thing i could do to go back in time and change in history. It would be to tell myself to farm more in these games. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't save the planet or stop World War II. No, no. I would just make these games easier for me as a child. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's, man, it really, it's illusory because it seems like it takes forever. But one thing that I've started as an adult is really timing myself when I grind in RPGs. And most of the time, it's not nearly as bad as it feels or seems because... It's so repetitive, but things that would seem like it would take forever, and then I would time it, and I'm like, oh, it was only eight minutes. Like, right. Not now, that big.
0: Granted, we didn't have podcasts when we were children to listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had infinitely smaller attention spans. But right. if you find the right spot where there's two enemies that spawn on, yeah. like, the same plane with you...
1: That's the key, yeah. You can
0: really just grind out all your equipment, get it back up to full in, like, two minutes.
1: And I mean, most of the time... When I would run into a situation where say, oh, here, I found a Goonie, but I don't have the keys. Yeah. I was able to exit the adventure scene and just, you know, within that area, find two enemies and just bop back and forth. And within, you know, probably a minute, minute and a half. You got at least what you need to rescue them. At least get one key to go in there. So, right, not, not too
0: tough. Now, the enemies in this game are a bit repetitive. And, and I'm going to put that in the category of this game as a fairly early Nintendo release. Yeah. But, you know, they all have kind of a stacking AI which is cool because when they do a sprite swap they do increase like the danger of the creature not just oh it's got an extra hit
1: yeah I mean most of the enemies that you will encounter are you know cave creatures yeah you know spiders bats snakes your standard yeah and they all have their own little ai's they follow and you know eventually will upgrade in colors you know they're, they're not too too terribly tough but then there's like the next tier
0: yeah like the like the humanoid creatures
1: yeah that's those guys not worth it don't no. even no. but this game does
0: include one of the worst creatures in gaming very akin to the uh pancake monsters of zelda oh, the like likes the like likes and what they do is they take – they do no damage to you, but they eat your boomerang.
1: Yeah, and – And they're only found in one spot of the game. Yeah, the, the bridge. Yeah, it's – that's something that I had remembered hearing about where, you know, everyone's like, the bridge is the worst place. It's so hard. And yeah. in, the first time I got there, I didn't have a boomerang, so I didn't know. I just kind of walked through, and was like, I don't know what they're talking about. And I don't know what these weird gray skull things are. Yeah. Then when I figured it out, it, I, I realized, it was like, oh, you guys are like Plutons or whatever. Like, you're stealing my stuff. Yep, yep. It's very
0: annoying. But I did find, um, it, through some experimentation in this playthrough, they are very susceptible to the Molotov cocktail. Oh, okay. So if you've gotten your second upgrade and you have like four or six of them, mm-hmm. four or eight or however many you have, uh, you can, if you throw it in the air and it hits them in the air, that's one hit.
1: They're dead nice okay yeah see i never found an effective counter to them that's that's it
0: that's your only effective counter now the other effective counter is that if you make it to the halfway mark past the halfway mark of that uh bridge and you'd kill yourself it'll start you at the far side of the bridge
1: oh okay
0: which is another thing i figured out
1: on accident and i was like
0: i'm going with that
1: yeah it works yeah no i never had my boomerang on the on the other side of the map basically i never made it by
0: oh i i did and then uh As we'll talk about later, there's a way to warp your way around and not having to go over the bridge again. Mm. Once
1: you have the ladder. Oh, right. Yeah. But yeah, this game actually reminds me a lot of another one of my favorite games, which is uh, Legacy of the Wizard. Mm -hmm. Because they're both, uh, like, it shares, uh, like, the enemies spawn the same way in that game, you know? And it has, you know, it's a large side-scrolling map that you explore but it is not as bad as it seems at first, you know. Right. In that one, it's it's sectioned off into, like, five areas that are pretty linear in themselves. But in, in here, it's kind of like that, you know.
0: Yeah. And the way the areas all link up, you know, it's cool because they do feel like distinct parts of this world. But they also still make a little bit of sense until, like, the very end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At the end, you start moving around to all the, you know, the weird edges, the areas that you could never get to now. And then it's like you swoop through them all at once, kind of.
0: Yeah. Uh, as far as music goes, there's only a couple tunes in the game. I love the music in this there's game. There's one per area, but the music is really good.
1: Yeah, actually, because I was really interested in this, I checked it out, and uh, you had uh, one composer, Sato Tarashima, mm-hmm. uh, helped arrange the, the Goonies theme. Right. and Translate uh, it, which is the cindy lopper goonies are good enough yeah and it sounds awesome i almost like it or maybe definitely like it better than the real song gotcha but uh, it, uh um, he had worked on castlevania's one and two and life force okay and some other games and then the, the different gentlemen made the rest of the songs hidenore mezawa uh-huh which we would recognize from contra super c bayou billy and tmnt Oh, okay, great. Well, that makes a lot of sense because all those, all of those games have, if nothing else, great soundtracks. So mm-hmm. it stands true here too. Definitely. Um,
0: and the fact is, is I don't think I ever got tired of it. Like the, they have a long enough loop, and you're not usually yeah. in the same area yeah. too long to have it get grating.
1: Well, it, since you move through different areas so frequently, you're always getting a little bit of new mm-hmm. stuff, and you know all of the songs are relatively catchy enough.
0: Yeah, and you know, as a huge fan of Goonies, when you do make it back up to the top levels, when you're in an area that has the Goonies theme, I always like, "Yes, I'm, I'm oh, really, yeah. <laughs> I'm really getting along here now." Th-
1: that's the best one. I I would probably listen to it through the whole game if I could, but I don't know. Maybe that's too much, but I loved it. One complaint though is that. Uh, I like the idea behind the adventure scenes, mm-hmm. but you know, like we kind of mentioned before the hitting and hammering gets super repetitive. And, it does, yeah. And there are a few really obscure things, you know, like when you have to hit the lady five times.
0: Yeah, and what do you get from that? I don't remember. Is I don't think the glasses it's glasses or no, it's not the glasses. It's not something that you have to have, though, is it? Um, I, I think I don't, it's a quality of life thing. Well,
1: it's the thing is, is that how five times? Yeah, and she's know, like, "Ouch, you hurt me!" Like because. I literally got to the point where you know I, was, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to have to go through and try everything everywhere and keep track of where I've been, mm-hmm. you know, to find that ladder or the glasses or whatever, you know. And even though I remembered this, I remembered the location of the hyper boots by the bridge, right, from I guess classified corner or something in right. Nintendo Power. But I don't know how you would, even if you were reduced to that, how would you try it five times? Right. Yeah, I, I can see that as well. And I it's not like a big complaint, but I it's, think that might be one of the hints. I mean, I I know I did get a hint where somebody talks about a testy old lady, you know, but eh, it's just one of those things. It's like you know, whatever. I love Castlevania too, and it's got stuff like that. So it's, right, and it's, again, that also could <laughs> be a
0: translation error. Yeah, so it's, it's hard to say.
1: It's not a not a deal breaker for me, but
0: but it does get tedious whenever you find a new area and you're like, oh man, let's start doing each thing to these walls over and over and over again. Well, that one in particular is the only time I think you have to
1: hit someone, and
0: yeah, because we didn't mention there's also uh, a character in this game called konami man sure yeah and let's talk about some of the side characters real quick because there yeah, are yeah. a couple weird people you find in these rooms there is a, a strange population in these there, caves. there's konami man which mm-hmm. for the longest time i thought was like a horseman uh, yeah i can from see his that sprite. he has a but
1: weird it, superhero outfit
0: yeah it's he's got like a very 70s uh anime bubble helmet mm-hmm. with ears on it or wings or it's antenna
1: something it,
0: all of the above and uh i mean his The actual drawing of him looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, whenever you find Konami Man in the game, he will refill your health.
1: Yes, all the way, which is very handy.
0: Unless you punch him in the face. Right, right. And if you do... He'll never refill your health again anywhere in the game.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I didn't run into it. You know, thankfully, I remembered that thing about hitting the lady, because if that's what you were going around, like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go punch everyone because it worked this one time. Right. That, that really sucks. Even if you get a password, Konami Man is still gone forever. Yes.
0: Now, you'll also find an Eskimo. Mm-hmm.
1: And he doesn't really help you out at all. No, he doesn't do anything. No, I, he's I could, just there. <laughs> yeah. I thought he might give you a hint or, you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. Nope, he doesn't do anything. There's that yellow, ro- that golden robot at the end. Yep. It's like from another Konami game or something, mm-hmm. I think, but I don't remember. And uh, he also has a Konami-ish name. I think it's Ambassador Konami. Yeah, it? Ambassador yeah. Konami. Yeah.
0: And uh, then finally you have the Warp Wizard. Yeah, yeah. Which, let's, I'm going to put this out there in the long line of things Eric uh, got wrong as a kid. <laughs> Either read wrong or just saw wrong. Uh, I always thought he was a penguin. Oh, okay. He's black and white. And he's got, like, his beard can be kind of seen as a beak.
1: Oh, oh. And
0: the shadow flares out behind him as if it would be, like, the round part of a penguin. Okay. okay. Now, yeah. I, now that I know it's a wizard, trust me, I, I can see the wizard entirely. But since you warp to the ice world first most of the time, yeah, I was like, well, that's the penguin. He just warps you to the ice world. Right, right.
1: I see. okay. Maybe. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things. I'll
1: look for it. I'll look for it next time. For
0: years, I was like, you know, the penguin. And people were like, the wizard. And I was like, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah, the wizard. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, most of those sprites too look pretty decent. You know, they do. They do. In the in the adventure scenes, like, I just wish that maybe I wish they could have color coded the rooms more, so you kind of knew where you were. Yeah, that would be nice. You know what I mean? Or like,
0: if you had. Uh, hit the wall and and revealed something it would stay revealed
1: right just so you can remember where you've been and what you've done like that was that was the hardest part for me because every time i you know i'm trying to explore my way through and it's like well i don't know i know i've been through every door i've come to but which ones are they who knows exactly and they all do look a little too similar do them all again but really those are minor complaints you know because the core game the adventuring around and stuff is pretty responsive and fun i think oh definitely um
0: especially once you get those hyper shoes. I mean, then you get that super jump and then moving around becomes a real blast. And, you know, once you get used to throwing that boomerang off in your weird directions, you can just travel fast you can just move through these maps get from one end to the other
1: it's a blast well and you know it's a a good boomerang that behaves very similar to the one in the legend of zelda so Mm -hmm. you can you know especially once you get the hyper boots to where you can move fast enough you can you know hit enemies as it's coming back it's arcing towards you it's it's pretty fun real handy for those annoying bats yeah yeah all right now you find us in
0: our usual level by level section but there aren't really levels in this game. It is one giant persistent world. Yeah. And you travel through it in many different means. So I think we're just going to go and talk about each area of the map.
1: Sure, yeah. And I mean...
0: We'll cover briefly what you might find in them as far as enemies is concerned and the major pitfalls and perils of each yeah, of each type.
1: It's all about exploring and finding the items to find the Goonies. Because if
0: you're like us, you're going to go through these you know areas over and over again in, in various orders as yeah. you
1: try to figure out which items you need and where you are. Yeah, I, I don't know about... You know, I vaguely remember the route that I went through, but, you know, it's by certain not the best one. So I think that's one of the challenges that I I know will bring me back is trying to find like the the best way to go or...
0: Right. So you start the game in the Fratelli's hideout and it is the, I guess, supposed to be the restaurant in the first film.
1: I think so. Yeah. You get the, the Goonies theme is play in a way.
0: And in this, you've got the upstairs, which is, you know, standard wooden platforming area. And then what is nice is that they do differentiate between the front and backs of these areas with a a little bit of a color change.
1: Right, yeah. So you you can graphically tell. If you're on the front or the back. Right. And
0: in this area, you're going to encounter the snakes, the bats, and the spiders for the first time. All very common and standard enemies. And the spiders just hop around. The snakes move back and forth on their thing. And the uh, Actually, they're not bats in this part. They're crows. Oh right, okay. And the crows have a little bit of different movement than the bat because they uh, kind of do like a wavy motion.
1: Okay, yeah, they're it. all very annoying. Uh, if I don't have the boomerang, I'm usually taking a hit. Definitely. Luckily, not that strong though. And then
0: up here, you're gonna find, of course, you know, there's all those beginning items.
1: Yeah, you'll like right away. There's like the first door, I think, leads to the hammer, mm-hmm. and then you—the second one, I think, has the slingshot. Um, yeah, something like I know that you get the in the very first area you can get the hammer and there is a key your first key ring right there and you can explore a bit if you go uh like you can continue to the right and you can take a ladder downstairs and then if you head to the left there that's where you get the there's a door there where you get your slingshot
0: gotcha and then this whole first area is learning how to maneuver how to use your new weapons um and oddly enough they do increase the amount of enemies that are like in the basement area so i was like starting to get a little dangerous
1: oh sure yeah and you'll see this is where you'll start seeing your pit deaths yep and those pit
0: up. deaths can be they're rough because you do get knocked back from
1: these enemies oh sure and so they will knock you right into those pits um especially that bird definitely yeah so you just you know but i advise caution um and the enemy respawns are, are timed infrequently enough that you can earn yourself some free time if you need it
0: oh yeah So after you make your way through all this, you know, you're going to warp, and the next area you'll probably find yourself in is the caves. And it starts out with these, like, red caves, and they're more of a connecting area. And then you get to your main cave area after that, and that's where you get the bats in there, and you also get another new enemy, the scorpion.
1: The scorpions, yeah, they are going to take three damage and just like scorpions in real life they will shoot one of their uh, stingers off at you after uh, every few seconds
0: yeah it's very infrequent though and it's easy to jump over
1: yeah definitely and you can if you know they're coming or one's about to spawn you see the little cloud you can lay out your yo-yo and really like just blast them right away
0: and same with that boomerang um if you're they are towards the edge of the screen you can get them with those two hits boom boom mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah, be right, right on them to get that third before they ever have a chance to shoot you now the sprite for the scorpion is pretty funny.
1: It's got its claw up the whole time. Oh right, yeah, he's he's deadly, man. But it also has like a really big eyeball, which is the part that cracks me up. The that sprite looks very similar to so there are blue versions that look of these like scorpion monsters in Zelda 2 mm, that yeah. have one eye on the front. It, lo- it reminds me of those a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. But the other big problem with this area is it in, in incorporates those waterfalls
1: yeah they're they're intermittent so they're not too bad but it's just tricky when you have you're on a floating platform or something that you're not controlling the movement so the timing can be a little rough
0: it can be now this area is full of vines you climb up and down and we did fail to mention that when you're on a ladder or a vine you cannot attack right and you can't even
1: jump on or off and mikey is eager to grab onto those as well i noticed like anytime i don't stand near those if you're planning on attacking something because i kept grabbing onto them on accident Mm -hmm. and so much of this area is also
0: making sure you're on the right level to get to a door or whatnot
1: yeah i mean you're going to start learning your inner the real interplay between the front and back here and you know in those adventure scenes you'll be able to find if you if you know what you're doing right you'll Mm -hmm. be able to find early on a a firebox to get your molotov cocktails a bomb box to get some of those yep. you know in fact i think your first goonies in the same room as a bomb box i don't think you can get it yet
0: though but maybe you can now there is a uh, oh. secret konami man here in these caves in the far farthest right waterfall on the top oh right there is a platform that will take you just to the wall but if you press up while you're on that spot where the waterfall comes down the door will open and there's a Konami man in there.
1: You know what? I, cause I remember getting that clue and I never, and I found that Konami man, but I, I just now connected that that's what they were talking yeah. about. <laughs>
0: now, the biggest problem is that when you leave that room, yeah, <laughs> you have to immediately hold down, hold, uh, to the left because there is no platform underneath you anymore. Yeah. So if you don't, you're just going to fall in a hole and it's, that's kind of mean. You want to watch, you gotta be ready, man. But you know, uh, this area, it's nothing too insane think on the back side of this there may be some falling rocks but i'm not sure really you just need to make your way over to a warp zone which will take you to your next area for most people that is the cooler or arctic section
1: yeah this area is is pretty small really um yeah it's, it's way smaller than it was in memory well it's i think it's one of the harder areas because you know you're sliding around there is ice every surface is slippery and then there are penguins down here which are not too bad they only take like one hit but They Uh, introduced their first two of the harder enemies. Oh, those Eskimos? The Eskimos are the worst. Well, we'll get to the Eskimos. Let's talk about first the walrus. Yeah, the walrus is a a, a large enemy. (laughs) But it only takes
0: three hits. Yeah. And it slides quickly across the ice, though. Yeah. Then you have the walking polar bear. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Also, not too hard. Just takes a couple hits.
1: Those guys I usually just avoided.
0: Yeah, because you usually don't have to deal with them. But the the worst enemy is who you mentioned, the Eskimo.
1: And... I mean, they call them Eskimos. I know it truly should be Inuit or Aleutian person, but uh, regardless, this the ones here are real jerks because they're lobbing axes at you.
0: Are they axes? Is that what that is? That's I what thought I, they were
1: ice skates. I thought. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, they. Can, but then again, they I also look. thought that wizard was a penguin, so you can just <laughs> right write off any of my opinions. Well, whatever they are, it, they they do a pretty decent amount of damage, but since you're on the ice, when you get hit, you're knocked back triggers sliding so it's really easy in the certain areas to get pit deaths yes that's what or you know they're just blasting you off into the next screen it, it really sucks
0: but most importantly the reason i thought this area was so large is because i've been here so many times regaining my boomerang because this yeah. is where you first get the boomerang and if your boomerang is eaten you can come back and get another one right now also in that same area that the boomerang's in i think there's a, a firebox maybe uh but most importantly yeah. there's also a hole to some water Yeah, it's the first time you're ever gonna see water, even though you can't get in it usually the first time you find it. Right, right. But let's talk about that water real quick, because like we said earlier, it's like a different game. Oh, it definitely is. Your sprite changes, your movement
1: changes, your weapon changes. At first glance, you know, I was like, Oh, this this is like Jaws, and quickly realized it was like this is way harder. This is Jaws is a nice stroll in the park to this.
0: I've been playing a lot of Jaws lately. Yeah. I think we may have to revisit it yeah i mean no offense bill we love you you did a great job on that show so many years ago when we needed oh, you for some emergency sure right but uh i think it needs a full full on because i think we only that was like 20 minutes i oh. i know i could really give that game a, a good solid 35 to 40 minutes. right right expostulation sure yeah it's i like jaws jaws so besides the similarities to jaws you know this is a hard section it has a whole new slew of enemies and they all have their own unique movements. You've got the crabs that move mm, on the bottom.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the only way to hit those is to land. Right, yeah. And then shoot them. You've got the octopus. Yeah, it kind of moves in a similar, a bloober fashion. Yeah, but it also just doesn't seem to care about you. No, and I mean, they are, all of these, I don't know, especially the octopus, I guess, moves a little too fast. Like, they're not easy to shoot. No, most of these aren't. And
0: since your uh, weapon is that, spear gun your shot is very thin and very quick mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's very easy to miss any of these creatures as well yeah yeah uh next up you have the shark who is kind of the hardest and easiest at the same time
1: yeah like, like you said earlier that's like they don't seem to pay attention to you they swim in like a kind of circular pattern I, you know what i mean if, if they don't hit you they'll just go and turn around and come back and... and now
0: they take three hits and they do the most damage but since they move on that straight line i found them kind of the easiest to kill
1: yeah i agree yeah
0: um Now, one thing to note is that I wasn't sure of, but these creatures will drop keys and possibly other items. Okay,
1: okay. Uh, Because
0: there is a goonie in this water area. That's right. You have to come back and get him or her there. And I didn't have a key. And I tried to farm in the water for a long time, and I was like, well, this stinks. Oh, yeah. So then I left the water, got a key, came back in, and then the first enemy I killed dropped a key. (laughs) Oh, Ironic aquatic. There are piranhas down here, and uh, these ones, I think, do come at you. Okay. But slow enough to where you can kill them.
1: There's jellyfish down here,
2: apparently.
0: Or at least in oh, some of the water.
1: No, I've seen that. Yeah, but um, they don't like move. I think they're just obstacles. Kind oh, yeah, that's right. right. And then there is a lobster.
0: A rock lobster? It is not, but it's the one that moves in like a weird
1: wave pattern. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, again, I really just try to move through this area as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, and it's really just like one section, you know. Like I once I got the diving suit, you know, you you can. Or, I mean, well, I explored it a lot, and it seems
0: big because you instead of uh, going up and down through ladders, there's these weird portal things. Yeah, that you like move tubes, through.
1: Kind of like yeah, but
0: it's- you know, uh, there's only like four rooms in here
1: yeah and it's pretty it's like its own distinct chunk kind of yes so it's really it's just that one goonie and then you won't really need to come back after that
0: i'm not sure if it's in this side of the water or the other side In one of the sides there's a an area that's got a there is at the very beginning uh of one of the areas where there's like three segments three ditches basically Mm -hmm. in the middle one there's a door on the left and then in the middle one you can bomb and create a door and that's where you get another free man
1: oh okay nice yeah, I man, I did not explore the uh, water parts very much. I did
0: more than I wanted to. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> I just got that Goonie and got out. Gotcha.
0: So there is another cave area we should talk about. And you'll probably in- end up in that area, you know, kind of next. It's like the green caves.
1: Yeah, well you have to that's on the There's two sides of this map. They're yeah. split apart. Yeah, there's you know, the um you, you kinda have and that's in the front and back. The only way in between the two is either through warping. Right. Or um, well, you t- you can take doors, but you know, if you think of not just the front and back map, it's in two, sides from left to right kind of as yeah, well correct. and, and the, you know you can go across a big uh, kind of bridge area that's and that's dilapidated. the bridge we
0: talked about that's everyone's least favorite part
1: yeah. yeah so you know the front map is kind of one contiguous area but the back half is not it's two separate areas so whenever you want to go between them you have to find the right warp or go back to the bridge
0: yeah it, and that bridge is just what a sticking point there is at the very beginning
1: of it though a place you can bomb, and that's where you can get those shoes early. That was another one I remembered from uh, the past. That I, I'd never played this game, but I remember seeing it in I think classified information.
0: And word to the wise: if you get those shoes, you may want to like run around and test them out before you go straight across that bridge.
1: Oh yeah, they do. Because your modify. jump is way
0: way bigger. Yeah. Which uh,
1: maybe you can use it to make it across. Like I said, I never did without losing my boomerang because I
0: did. I did it twice, and like I said, only because I figured out that <laughs> the very first two are easy enough to hit with those Molotov cocktails. Yeah, yeah. And then when you see that third one, if you just fall into your death, <laughs> you it will you will appear on the other end of it with that
1: boomerang intact. I mean, even if those you know, and those those skulls come right at you. And yeah. Even if they weren't, and they have a name actually. They're called lockjaw. Oh, okay, lockjaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, th- and they're not the only foes up here. There are some bats and stuff, or maybe birds, crows. That's
0: the crows, and those crows can be obnoxious. They'll, they'll hit you and maybe knock you off. But this is, a, there's always going to be Fratelli brothers up here. Yeah. And this is where you find uh, the new one. Apparently the other ones were Jake Fratelli, and this is Francis. Okay. Uh, Francis has a bow and
1: arrow. Yeah, and he shoots three arrows. Yeah, he's a really good archer. Uh, yeah, I wish I was. Why can't we get that bow? I don't know, but uh, they're really not the problem. Ever no, I rarely have any issues getting across the bridge. Yeah. It's just keeping that darn boomerang. It's it's not easy. It is not. Once you get across it, though, then you come down into the green caves, and this is where things get a bit a bit rougher. There's definitely the falling rocks here. Yeah, when you get to the back, yeah, you um, and this is an area. Well, I mean, really, on this, on the right side, front and back, you're going to start bumping into those like skeleton enemies that are really strong. The winged skeletons.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. I'm guessing these had some sort of hopping vampire
1: connection in Something. the Japanese version. They look like a Castlevania enemy. Yeah, they don't
0: look much like anything else in this game, and they look downright creepier than
1: yeah. everything else. Yeah, I remember yeah. these things always freaked me out. You can, uh, if, if you plan it right, you can get them with one Molotov cocktail, but definitely with two hits. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have to hit them 16 times with a yo-yo. Not worth it.
0: Is it that many times with the boomerang? It feels like less because you're hitting them twice with the boomerang.
1: Maybe I I just I did it once because and I wanted to know. I was like, How you many? can also
0: do it. I mean, I killed them a lot this way because you can also with that boomerang if you can get it over the side. You're not having to be next to them, right? You right. can you know be you know behind a bunch of crap and just stand there forever hitting them.
1: I yeah, I can see that. I I never um made made it here with the boomerang right.
0: So <laughs> if it, in, If you haven't made it here at the Boomerang, or you just don't want to waste that time, and you know where they're going to spawn,
1: you usually have enough time to run past their spawn point. Definitely. Before they poof into existence. If you keep your head about you, they have a high enough jump that you can run underneath them. Yep. But there are quite a few doors down here. This is where I remember, at the extent of my wanderings, I had already found two goonies, and down here uh, somewhere... Is where you get the the raincoat, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, now
0: there is an upgrade to your normal enemies here as well. The spider now has a bigger jump. Oh yeah. And more importantly, the snake. Has turned on the heat. Yeah, is this where they're like dark the black snakes? Or I think so. I'm pretty sure it's in through here. Or maybe it's not, but at some point the snakes take on my favorite video game tactic. Yeah, and that's where if they see you, they start moving faster to you. Right. Well, almost all snakes behave that way. And that really makes these snakes something you really got to be careful about because once they have that quick speed, that quick speed. Yeah, yeah. Once they're speed up, man, they they that they're very fast. So if you're not uh on the ball, I guess it's easier if you have the yo-yo, but as a boomerang man, I had to make sure my boomerang was at right. the ready.
1: Yeah, yeah. I it, You can plan it with the yo-yo because it, it has a certain... You know, it's not that fast, so you can land with it, like, extended at its maximum thing and, and hit them with that. That's what I would try to do. But this is where I really got stuck for a while, and I, I had to go back to the, the front and the left half where I was able to find... I didn't have my candle. I got the candle. I think that's what you hit that person five times for. Okay. And then you can get... Once you have the candle, you can get into the room to find the, the glasses, and then you can use that to get the ladder, I think. Like, yeah. Uh, they're all required. And once you have those, really, it's the, the glasses and the uh, ladder that now, all of the adventure scenes, you, you can get through anything pretty Correct. much. So it's just a matter of wandering around finding the right ones.
0: And once you have the ladder, there is now warps in the very beginning areas of the Fratelli house. Yeah. No, there's to, a-
1: to the far side, so you can now avoid... The bridge entirely. There's an important yeah. There was one that it helps you out at the very end too because yep. it's like one of the first doors. Maybe not the first one you can come to, but it's very close and you you can knock a hole in the ceiling. I remember doing it, but I couldn't get up there yet.
0: Yeah, you were. I remember you being like, "What do I do there?" I'm like, "Oh, you, you
1: need a ladder." Yeah, but years <laughs> later, you know, or not years, but uh, you know, much later, I was able to come back. You know, and and that's kind of a shortcut too from some of the last areas.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, well, let's get into some of these ladder areas. Well, you've got. You've got the purple caves, which are just uh, harder versions of the cave, like the green one. Yeah. But then you get into like,
1: I don't know, hell? I'm not sure what that final, the journey to the center of the earth section <laughs> of the map. Well, yeah, eventually, once I broke down and used a map to find those items, and then that's when I started going underwater more, you know, I got the diving suit and such. And then you kind of start your final crawl where you're accessing like the top half of the right side of the front and back map. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's where I found that's where you'll get your bulletproof vest. there's I think I found two goonies on the way over mm-hmm. there and the very bottom right section
0: is like a lava land and this section is awful because the enemies in it are your standard enemies, but all very hard and lots of them at once plus yeah. a brand new enemy. and that is
1: I guess a a dragon that dragon looks just like the one from Wonder Boy. It Monster does very similar. you know what I mean the the character spray? Yeah, and this thing is awful. Yeah, well, they breathe fire and deal a lot of damage. And take a lot of hits. I don't know how many because I never fought them.
0: No, I would just rather take the damage and run if I had to. Oh,
1: absolutely. By this point, especially... I had, you know, like at least six... Or so, health bars. Yeah, if you have at least rescued four goonies, or more probably, because this is, you know, you're kind of doing this last lap where there are these chunks of the map you've probably not been able to access yet, Mm -hmm. and you're warping around to them and, you know, exploring these different chunks, and, you know, these dragons are here, but you, you should have enough life, and you get that bulletproof vest, and honestly, I didn't even fight anything. I was just running through all the enemies.
0: I didn't have the bulletproof vest yet. When I first came to this area. So I was on the, I I was getting hurt a lot. Gotcha. And uh, it doesn't help that there are erupting lava pits
1: throughout as well. They're kind of like the geysers, you know, with the
0: water. Kind of, but worse because the geyser, once the water's gone, it's gone. Right, right. But with this, there's like flaming blocks of lava still there to burn you. Yep. you got to hot foot it, literally. There is a secret door in one of the moving platforms here. Mm Mm-hmm at the very bottom of that first shaft, and that's where another free man is. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just one of the ones you have to hold up on as you move across the area. Sure, yeah. And then you make your way up around in there, and then I think is where you, there is a final goonie to get in here. I think so. One of the last ones. And then really the best part about this area is that you can use it as like a tunnel back to the very other far side of the map.
1: Right, yeah. That's where, you know, you're, you're kind of going between like the bottom right and the top right and the top left corners where you mm-hmm. like zag around a little bit and... Once you have all six goonies, you can get to... there. There's a uh, passage where you... It's like you're warping through these one rooms that...
0: Well, it takes you to, I guess, what's there.
1: considered, like, the cottage. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird, like, it's a it's an area with... Uh, that doesn't look like a cave anymore and stuff. No. You know, it's different. And uh, you have not been able to really get to these areas before. And you're kind of zip-zapping between the front and back.
0: And then this is where you get to your final tier of enemies. And these ones are all awful. Like, beyond awful. You get... Uh, your standard snakes and whatnot, mm-hmm. but in this like at least you got the Goonies music is back. Yeah, yeah. And you've got more of a normal looking, you're like wooded area, wooded uh, building. Yeah, yeah. But now you have to fight skeletons and skeleton knights.
1: Yes, and they're uh, all very tough. Yeah, taking at least like nine or eight or nine hits.
0: And they do a lot of damage
1: as well. Um, I. They're pretty vulnerable to bombs or... Well, I mean, bombs are hard to hit people with, but the but cocktail... But the Molotov
0: cocktail, you really have to have them at this point.
1: Yes. If you want to fight these guys, uh you know that you can try and jump around over them with the jumping boots or... And know, there are certain shoes. areas
0: where you can use the jumping boots to, like, bypass large chunks of areas where they are moving on. Yeah, yeah. uh But then the you also find a knight and a lance knight and one of those will chase you. Like, it will leave its... Oh, yeah. It's it's shelf or whatever. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's crazy. I mean, these are straight out of Castlevania, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, these things are all just horribly hard to deal with. There is a hidden door I found up. This is the only one I found. Yeah, the uh, final hidden door. Yeah, where the, the, I think it was an extra man in there. Where no, that's it, where the bulletproof vest is. Oh, okay. You know, and I didn't get any clues. It's just kind of there's one area in the screen that's, like, all blocked off with a ladder going up to it. And I, you, as soon as I saw it, I was like, there's got to be a door there. And yeah. it was. Like, a lot of instincts that other games had taught me after this game came out, like, worked for me here, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I found a couple... Different items or Goonies just because I was I was very suspicious of certain areas. And then
0: there were two final enemies you're gonna
1: encounter up here that I only saw like once. In fact
0: one I never even saw until I looked at this thing I'm I'm referring to right now. <laughs> okay. Uh one is the the golem, which I didn't know it. I just thought it was another suit of armor.
1: Oh yeah, I saw it's those bigger
0: and slower. Yeah. And
1: apparently, it takes a, even the most damage of anything in the game. I I didn't mess with them by that Same point. Here. I was out of. And then it's
0: apparently there's ghosts up here as well. Oh really? Little orange ghosts.
1: Oh yeah, no, I saw would they like. They only appear in one area apparently. They like a symbol, right? Yes. Like there's like four parts, and they mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I, I saw them, but I, at this point, I had not a lot of life. I was out of cocktails. I you know what I mean. And you're so, just running, just running through. I knew I was getting close to the end, and I knew there weren't any bosses, so I, I was just trying to get as far as I could before I died. Well, there's no
0: traditional bosses, but there is one more enemy that you encounter in the very last portion of the map.
1: That's right. And that is the
0: attic of the original area. Yeah, yeah. You finally make it to the top. And who's there but Ma Fratelli herself. That's right. And she's a little more dangerous than her her children.
1: Well, she moves pretty quick too, right? Oh, yeah.
0: And she throws bombs at you.
1: Yeah, so keep away from them. Uh, Yeah.
0: Luckily, I mean, I was able to super jump to areas that were out of her reach Fairly right. easily Yeah So I didn't encounter that much of her um, She does take four hits to knock out Instead of the standard two. Oh yeah yeah She's tougher Which we did mention Failed to mention that Cousin Pipsqueak The little tiny Fratelli Yeah uh, Luckily he's not a brother Don't worry It's canonical <laughs> Right uh, He only takes one hit And he's gone from the screen. Yeah,
1: he's the only one who will actually leave or be defeated.
0: Right. But she takes four hits, and then she just falls down. Yeah. And she will come back if you don't watch out.
1: Keep moving.
0: But you can make your way through this top final attic portion and find not your last goonie but the last creature or person to save, and that is the mermaid Annie herself.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it might seem kind of anticlimactic because you just get there. Um, you have you, to have you, a key. You better have a key or you'll be really banging your head. Then you open that lock and she is free. Yeah. She thanks. She says, thank you, Mikey. Uh, I think she says she loves you. And... She, she
0: does to confess her love for you. <laughs> uh, I think it was odd that she says we beat the Fratellis when I was like, what did you do? You were stuck yeah. in this, this thing the whole time. Come on. Uh, and then she declares her love, like you said. And then she says, hurrah. Literally, now this is not a, she says, hurrah for Konami and the Goonies. Yeah. And hurrah for Konami indeed. And uh, then you get a nice little cutscene of a newscaster yeah. showing like the Mafratelli being put into a gigantic uh, paddy wagon. It is a
1: huge, like a semi trailer. They're hauling her in there.
0: Yes. Uh, so you get the arrest. And then he, he proclaims that peace has come to the town of Goondocks. Yeah, Goondocks. Yeah, it's a little off. I mean, it's the town of Astoria. The Goondocks was the part of town they lived okay, in. Okay,
1: okay. I, I I didn't pick up on that.
0: And then a simple uh, game over to a black screen.
1: Yeah, and then what, you you press start, and it starts you over? It starts just...
0: you right, you press start, and then it shows you the attract mode. Right, There right. is no, you don't get a final password.
1: Which, you know, I watched, I spent some time watching that attract mode. Uh-huh. And they, you know, because I, I I'm always curious if they have any, like, clues or anything. Right. And they do not. They are very bad at the game. Like, just blatantly jumping off pits and stuff. It's pretty funny.
0: Odd, very odd. But I thought it was a really nice. At least you get a little something there, a little story that wraps up the game. I loved it. Hurrah for Konami. Hurrah indeed. And this brings us to our final portion of the show, the review section. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with uh, four categories, a possibility of five points in each category, starting with graphics and sound. (laughs) Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Me I thought about going four, but the simplicity of the graphics kept it down. Yeah.
1: Um. I love all the music. The music's great. I think the graphics... They're clean, and they really
0: get everything. Like, you know what you're dealing with, and what everything's supposed to be, and where they're supposed to be.
1: And you have a good variety of backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the sprites are, you know, pretty repetitive, but they're fine. And And
0: for its age, age, that's what you're going to get. And the fact that at least everything was so crisp, I did enjoy that. Yeah. Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 3.0. Okay, I... It's kind of torn, you know. I went with
1: 2.5. I think the...
0: Well, see, I said it was pretty good. It would be a 2.5 until you get the spring shoes. Or, I mean, the speed shoes. Right, right. And I feel like that... All of the hindrances to your movement are kind of designed in there to be overcome with advances in oh, your yeah. items or whatnot.
1: I um, yeah, I know what you mean. The action scenes are are fine. There's no play control issues there. But you're the, talking about the first person. I'm scenes. like the you know the up down inversion. Like it, it does not need to be there. It's yeah, so I can weird. see that. So you know and yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think it's fine. It, it doesn't really... It, it, once you wrap your mind around that, it's, you know, it's, okay, it's fine. And especially for the platforming parts, you're
0: never pushed beyond your limitations by the controls. No. You, not you're at all. always given the right distances for jumps. The edges are clean. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, definitely.
1: And now we have Challenge Factor, Nick. This one is... Uh, like, part of me... Okay, I wrote down 3.5, but I think I might be too harsh on it because it's really not hard. To yeah, I give it a 2, 2.5. Like it's just figuring well, out what to do.
0: Yeah, I said the challenge comes from the obtuseness of the map, not the gameplay.
1: Yeah, and 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 it's something that really like when you see a map like if you look at the one, okay, there's a map in the official player's guide mm-hmm. that's just like the grids of both of them and then it shows all of like a red line between each of the two squares like, that is a confusing map it makes it look a thousand times worse than it really is yeah where you're like holy cow like I, how will i ever learn this it's really not that bad no so therefore that's why i gave it the 2.5 you have
0: uh continues passwords it starts you right back where you were and, yeah you and know. all the only thing you lose is the stuff you can farm for within like four minutes
1: that's true yeah it's it's not a hard game Technically, you know, no, it's, it's all the
0: challenge is all in discovering and solving the mysteries of where things are. Like once you know it, I bet you could beat this game in an hour. And I think I will again like, fairly soon. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we have theme and fun,
1: Nick. Um, well, I I would like four point five. I same here. Um, I really like this game. Uh, I think it's thematically appropriate ish to the Goonies. You know? Yeah,
0: and uh, this game is actually better than I remembered. Like I used to enjoy it. And as an adult, I enjoy it even more. Oddly, like it's a, well, yeah. now that I can wrap my brain around the room mechanics, yeah, yeah, I, I really can enjoy every aspect of this game. And like you said, you know, the various areas of the map are distinct areas. You know, you're getting into the caves. You're in yeah. the quote freezer, which is an arctic world. Right. You you visit hell for a while and fight <laughs> yeah. dragons, but yeah, those are all extremely distinct and have their own you know mechanics and feel in them.
1: No, it once it, it started to dawn on me the first day when I was playing it, and I, you know I figured some things out, and you know like I kind of mentioned before, one of my favorite games, Legacy of the Wizard, where I realized that this is really scratching that same itch where you just have this vast area to explore that's not as vast as it seems. Mm-hmm. So it, and- you know it's fun to. to- At it amazingly, we've
0: gone the entire episode without saying the words Symphony of the Night.
1: Oh, sure, yeah, but it
0: definitely feels like the very beginning of that persistent map where you can move around the entire thing if you need to, and once you know how to get around it, yeah, yeah, it's great. So, Nick, should you play this game? Yeah,
1: yeah, every you should play the game. Yeah, Goonies fan
0: or not, this is a unique nintendo game that really gets so many things right and it has so many interesting concepts that i think were very much expanded upon for other genres and other games in the future
1: definitely um you know and i I can't speak to whether they were directly influenced by it but it's definitely one of the first of this style of adventurous game that i i was one of my favorite you know of all
0: and we haven't mentioned this phrase either but i would say this is also very early into the aspect of metroidvania
1: definitely you know
0: this is not just start here, end here, and I really like that. And especially at such an early game, it's very interesting to see how Konami uh, grasped that concept and really went far with it.
1: Definitely, yeah. It's a, it's a well, it's not one of a kind because we just mentioned a bunch of other games that are like it. But it was it was for a minute, you know, if you got a Nintendo in '86 or played this in '87. Oh, there was
0: nothing else like it.
1: You know, it's so much so that even though I would have loved it if I knew how to, it blew my mind and it scared me away.
0: Indeed, and uh, just remember, Goonies, you are good enough. You are. And you are good enough to play this game, so do so. Next week's game will be Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy. Or if you want to scratch that itch, you can also play the color version for the Game Boy Color. We won't hold it against you. (laughs) Right. So find a copy of that game any way you can, and play along, friends.
1: That's right. And remember, folks, uh, if you know where the transceiver is and how do you get it, you can let me know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and I can finally get the last item in Goonies 2.
0: If you'd rather let the world know how good you are at transceiver finding, you can let us know on Facebook, post there, or send us a little private message. We eventually figure out how to send them back. Or you can let us know on Twitter, at the Twitterverse at cartcommand. We put stuff up there usually on the weekly when the new show comes out. But, you know, every four or five months, I'll put something else on there that's not specific to the very show we're doing. It's wild. You never know. Uh, But we do love hearing from you on both those platforms. So send us something. We always will get back to you eventually. Don't worry. But, of course, it is those wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command that actually make this show possible. Uh, It is the fact that they give us their hard-earned dollars once a month Makes it so we can host a show, pay for gas to drive across this great state of Ohio. Yeah. Yep, that's where we're from. Oh. And, uh, you know, make this show for you guys. We do love doing it, but uh, we also love not having to pay to do it. Right, right. So thank you all so very, very much. A thousand thanks. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game, game
2: on. on.
1: So I not I,
0: unlike the goondocks of the famed song down in the goondocks. Down in the goondocks, or that—that's uh... the part of town they were born in, my friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh.